What's up, guys? It's your boy, the hoodlum, Eric Acton, and you're tuning in to the Three Count Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome, everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller. And I'm the one who leads you on your expedition. But this is not about me. This is about now entering the ring, which means one thing. We have a special guest for you. You can find this man at GCW, AAW, MLW, Galley. You can find this man at Bar Wrestling. You can find this man at FU1. You can find this man at More Rounds. And you can find this man on AAA. He is the base god. Give it up for Gringo Loco. That is how you make an introduction, brother. How you doing? Thank you for having me. Yo, man, thank you so much. Just sort of like taking the time to come and hang out with us here at the um, in the in the ring. <laughs> uh, pleasure's all mine, man. That so I mean, just right off the jump, the first question I'm just going to ask you is, who is Gringo Loco? Uh, Gringo Loco. Uh, well, an American Luchador, born and raised in Chicago, Illinois, and been in about 17 years, and. Uh, trying to make it in the Lucha Libre scene, American scene ever since, man. Uh, didn't really have a boom until about four or five years ago, I'd say. It's really starting to pay off now. So, yeah, man, I just love professional wrestling, especially the Lucha Libre aspect part about it. So that's pretty much who I am. Oh, man, that's awesome. I know, like, for me, like, I got introduced to you uh, probably about midway through last year um, because, like, you know, being – being one of like a uh, new into the business as, as far as like finding out the indie scene and learning, like I instantly gravi- gravitated to your character. And I was like, I love this so much. <laughs> like I got to tag. I appreciate that, man. So I was like, I have to like, I have to keep following. So I've like gone through and watched like a lot of your matches and even saw you like, you know, they're in GCW with all their events going on over WrestleMania weekend. I was like, man, I'm just, like I said, I just got gravitated, and I was like, I, I very much am attached. Um, what brought you into the business, though? Yeah, so that, that was kind of a weird, funny story, man. Like, so I used to be, uh, you know, a big fan of WWF uh, Superstars, uh, the show on Saturday morning when they had the red, white, and blue ropes. And I thought these characters were unbelievable. You know, they were coming out and doing these crazy moves and then just pinning their opponents within, like, two minutes. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, so... I said, you know, one day I'm going to do that. I just don't know how it's going to happen. So we get to high school and me and my buddy are like, you know, we can't, we don't know where a wrestling ring is. So what are we going to do? We want to do this, but we don't have a place to do it. So we, uh, we sniffed out a gymnastics place that had an open gym with a really cool owner uh, that would let us do pretty much whatever we wanted with no medical insurance or anything. So, you know, looking back at it now, like those places don't exist, but um yeah, I started out at a gymnastics place, man, and we, we started wrestling on the blue tumbling floor, pretty much, doing, um, you know, basic finishing maneuvers like Stone Cold Stunners, Rock Bottoms, uh, Pedigrees and stuff. I mean, that's literally all we knew how to do at the time because that's all we saw on television. So um, <clears throat> from then, uh, just one random night, you know, we just really wanted to find a ring, and lo and behold, uh, like a real worker slash wrestler came in to do some tumbling. And he saw what we were doing and he asked us, you know, like, uh, you know, where do you guys work? And us not being, you know, in the business and knowing exactly what that means. Uh, 
we were like, yeah, I work at Starbucks. He works at Little Caesars. <laughs> but he was talking about like, where do you guys work wrestling wise? And we didn't know. So um, he took us to a, uh, you know, a couple weeks later to a, a Lucha Libre gym, actually, that existed in Chicago at the time, uh, not too far from my house. And then from there on, it was off to the races. Man, I've never really looked back um, since those days. Uh, I've kept true to my word of like training pretty consistently throughout the 17 years uh, with, you know, the tra training and the knowledge that they instilled in me at an early age at about 15 at that specific Lucha Libre gym. So yeah, that's pretty much the story how I got in, bro. That's, that's <clears throat> awesome. And that's that's super awesome. I know yeah. for me, like, uh, I was, <laughs> I was asked the same question, like, hey, are you a worker? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I, I work for Kraft Heinz. Like, that's, that's why I, I had Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> I, I was on the same boat. I was yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so seeing how, you, seeing how you're working and like you are you know in american lucha libre uh i'm just very curious though like what's been one of the worst bumps you've taken oh man there's been so many man i've been i've definitely been knocked out on a couple things the one that comes to mind right now would be definitely uh i was young i was on a, a super hot roll in uh, mexico city and I was doing 450s like nothing back in the day, man. And I was like, you know what? I got this. So I tried to stall on one. It was live TV. I wanted to make it really good. Guy was a little too far in. So instead of hitting him with my chest on the second, you know, rotation, uh, his knee, my, my knees hit his chest, which in turn, you know, launched my forehead into this really hard uh, Mexico City, you know, ring canvas and completely knocked myself silly, man. It was, uh, it was pretty pretty intense i remember kind of seeing the riff looking over at the riff and just seeing the lights kind of fade in and out next thing i know i wake up in the locker room with like everybody around me saying bro are you okay like that you're you know you're not responding and i just kind of had a, like a you know a little mini panic attack like because i didn't know what was going on man like you know you close your eyes for one second then you're in the locker room you don't know how you got there you don't know what exactly happened and uh it's it's kind of a hard video to definitely watch back even even today all these years later Cause you could see, like, I start crawling for some reason, like the body just goes into shock and then they turn me over and they just like whisk me away on like a little board. <laughs> but I'd say that's pretty much one of the worst that I've ever had, man. I haven't really had any injuries, major injuries, you know, knock on wood, but uh, thankfully, but that, that, that was a pretty rough one. I remember that day pretty vividly. Yeah. Damn. Damn. That's intense. That's probably the worst one. I've worst yeah. story I've heard. Of like yeah. all the interviews I've done. Oh, that sounds tough. All right. Well, besides like knocking yourself silly, I'm just curious. What's the hardest you've been hit? Oh, God. You know, there's a couple guys in Mexico with heavy hands, man. I'd, I'd have to say it's a tie between a guy named Ultimo Guerrero and another guy called uh, Black Terry, bro. These guys are just like rabid dogs. They got these big leathery hands. And they literally show up to matches uh, just ready for an actual fight. Um, it's just their style, you know, like the street fight kind of like just want to just get gritty and grimy and just really want to knock your teeth out sometimes, you know. Uh, so those two guys definitely take the cake on that one. Oh, damn. So I know a lot of people ask this question, like, what's your what's your favorite match that you've ever had? But I'm just I'm going to flip the script. So I know, like, yeah. it's been one of the worst matches you've ever had. Oh, man, there's a ton of those. I mean, you know, 
I don't want to, I'm not going to like bury anyone, but like you just, you can go into a ring sometimes and there's just zero chemistry. Mm. And uh, luckily, you know, in the 17 years I've been around, I've never really hurt anyone. I've always tried to take care of my opponent. And uh, I mean, I mean, there's, there's matches here and there that come to mind. I don't want to name any names, but you just go in and these guys, you just don't have anything in common with them. So it's just pretty rough to uh, just get along and, and make the mess, the best match possible, you know? So, I mean, as long as my career has been, I've had, luckily I haven't had that many of them, but there's, there's a few out there, hopefully I'm on tape, but um, you know, I don't want to name any names, but here and there, brother, you know what no, I mean? Yeah, yeah, they, no, they, no they exist everywhere. It's just, it's just, just, uh, just clash, clash of styles, man. It wasn't anybody's fault. No, no, no. <laughs> I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. I mean, seeing how, you know, you know, you get in, you get in a ring. I know a lot of, I've been, I've been, I've been learning this, like as, as I've been going along, but a lot of wrestlers don't eat before like the show. So they always have like that big post-match snack or post-match meal. So I'm just curious, what's your post-match, post-match snack or meal? Yeah. Oh my God. Absolutely, man. This is what, you know, I learned this later on in my career, man, that uh, how important it is to not eat at least like five hours before your match at all. I mean, I find myself now definitely, following that uh, very strictly and I feel a lot lighter in the ring I don't feel you know like this heaviness this uh it's not willing to really move fast enough for the match you know I'm in a lot of these matches where guys are going a million miles an hour and uh, I find myself able to keep up with them if I'm not eating five to six hours before the match but dude after match post match brother we're getting we're getting all kinds of sources of protein brother we're doing you know chicken we're doing shrimp we're doing steak fajitas we're doing pretty much everything there is everything that you thought about that entire day before the match you're now eating after the match that's for sure <laughs> yeah, i just could imagine just having like a little bowl of like chicken and then one of shrimp and then just have like a steak fajita right next to you like that so you know that just might be my thing now i might have to just do that <laughs> Yeah, I mean, uh, just just last night, like we, we were coming off a three show loop uh, here locally in Chicago. Uh, two out of three were very good matches. Luckily, the last two were good. So we were pretty much uh, riding on a high. And uh, yeah, they go out for tacos or whatever. And yeah, I, I got like, uh, I want to say seven tacos, bro. Three steak, three chicken, one shrimp. Like it's exactly what I just told you. <laughs> just getting as much protein possible in my body as best as I can. Because you're usually starved at that point, you know? Yeah. <laughs> No, 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 yeah, I definitely, I understand that. Um, all right, well, then, I mean, you know, as you've been giving, like, great advice about getting as much protein as possible, I'm just curious, what other advice would you want to give to, like, up-and-coming wrestlers? Man, like, I, I, get, I get this question a lot, bro, and I would say, especially now, there's so much competition. Not that there wasn't before, but I feel like now the, the game is definitely leveled up, in a sense. Um, anybody who's up-and-coming, man, just, I, there's going to be, many times where you feel like you're going to want to give up and just say, this probably isn't for me. You know, you're going to go through a lot of hard times in this business. It's not easy. And uh, I would say definitely do not give up. Just keep kind of pushing through because if this sport, you know, makes you as happy as it did for me. Um, and I had my little stints where I stopped. My biggest regret is where I stopped wrestling for a year here, two years there. I would have liked to continue to see, you know, what would have happened in that time that I was gone. So up and coming wrestlers, man, you're going to be feeling some type of way. You're going to have a bad match. You're going to hate the traveling. You're going to hate the, the promoter stiffing you. But all of that is just part of this crazy wrestling journey. And just keep pushing through because there is a light at the end of the tunnel. This dark, weird, 
uh, random professional wrestling tunnel. And I think that uh, the end of the tunnel is, is a very satisfying thing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, with that being said, I'm just very curious, man. I need one do and one don't of the locker room. Oh, I mean, do you, you have to say hello to everyone. Uh, I broke into the business and did not know that. And I was in there with some headers and I was uh, not, you know, smartened up, you know, quick enough. And there was a battle Royal that evening and they smartened me up very quickly. And I got asked pretty, pretty swiftly Um, and cleanly, like nobody got in trouble for it. They just beat down the green kid. And I'll always remember that. Um, the don'ts is you don't want to talk shit about people that are in the building with you because that'll travel like like rapid fire and then you're going to have some major, major heat on your hands. Um, Any way that you can, man, just avoid heat at all costs. And, and, you know, there's going to be times where you're going to want to definitely speak your mind on something. But if it's not something you feel super strongly about, definitely keep your mouth shut. <laughs> that I appreciate that. That's yeah. some great. It's a great knot <laughs> to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But exactly. that, I mean, that is like all like my big, like heavy hearted questions. So we have to get into the second best segment of the three count podcast. People ask me what the first one is. It's the Red Dog Power Rankings, hands down. So let's get into the three count podcast, 10 count questions. Mr. Gringo Loco, are you ready for the three count podcast questions? I am ready as I'll ever be. Let's do it. All right. So here's how it works. I'm going to hand you off. I'm going to fire off 10 rapid questions at you. And uh, it's whatever first comes to mind. Okay. Are these one word answers or just whatever comes to mind? Just whatever comes to mind. Okay. Let's see. All right. So we'll put on the imaginary timer. Bing. And here (laughs) we go. Smackdown or Raw? I personally like, I've always liked Smackdown better. Favorite color? Uh, I get black everything, so black for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Three things you would take with you on an island? Uh, uh, a computer, a TV, <laughs> and uh, a protein shake. It's just it's what came to my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Favorite Saturday morning cartoon? Oh, man. Ren and Stimpy? Hey, yo. <laughs> I just yeah. saw a clip the other day. Yeah. I just saw a clip the other day, and I forgot. But it was when uh, Stimpy had a log on his back, and Ren was using a saw and, like, making a motion. Yeah. I was like, oh, I forgot yep. how adult this show was. <laughs> yeah, seriously, man. I don't even know if it was in today's times. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I don't uh, think so. Sonic or Mario? Oh, Mario. I'm a big, big time, big Super Mario fan. Absolutely. Awesome. Favorite X-Men? Oh, you got to go with Wolverine. Is that the cliche answer? I'd probably say Wolverine. Wolverine was always dope. I mean, can't can't fight them claws, man. You know? He <laughs> can't, man. He'll, he'll slice your whole life up. Right. And then Hugh Jackman was the man. Let's just be real. Like he, he put it down. for Dude, I mean, he, uh, he did an interview one time uh, with some like movie critic or whatever. They're like, yeah, like, what did you eat? 
He was like, I'm literally eating yogurt and lunch meat. And I tried that for three weeks and I lost 10 pounds. <laughs> I ate exactly what Wolverine ate and I lost 10 pounds. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> All right. PlayStation yeah. or Xbox? You know, so I was always, always growing up Xbox. And then I started dating a, a lovely young lady. And I am PlayStation for life, I think, at this point. So I, I've been fully converted. <laughs> That's fine with me. Uh, we're going to shoot this off yeah. with favorite podcast. Uh, you know, I really like uh, Cole Cabana's podcast. I, I really enjoy Jericho's. They, they always bring a lot to the table, man. I love Joe Rogan. Um, I'd say those are definitely the top three that I listen to on a, on a pretty consistent basis. Okay, so I'm going to have to pause on this one. So with the Joe Rogan experience, right, is there like a certain person that you look forward to seeing on the show? No, no. I actually like not knowing who's going to be on the show. And I just kind of dive into whoever he has on because you can learn so much in that hour, an hour and a half show that he has, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know for me, like, uh, there's a there's a few names that I definitely like, it perks my ear and I definitely like hop in. Uh, like Dan Crenshaw was one of them. Uh, Tulsi Gabbard is another one. I just like listening to her talk. And then uh, Colleen Noir was yeah. on there. And Max Holloway, who's by, by right now, hands down, my favorite fighter of like this generation for MMA. So I was like, yeah. anytime I see those names pop up, I'm like, uh, download you. We're going to listen to you later today. Yeah. <laughs> it's absolute. Man, isn't it great technology today? You just have to hit a button and then you have <laughs> whenever you want to listen to it. It's so fantastic. Yeah, I'm just, I love it. And then, like, every episode of this show, like, I have legitimately downloaded in my podcast form. And I go back, I'm like, what did that one person say this one time? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just write down in my notebook and I just yeah. take all the notes I can. <laughs> I mean, you can literally just, like, bookmark the minute mark and just you just have whatever you need at that second. It's awesome. <laughs> yep. All right. So nominate someone that you would want to see on this podcast. Oh, man so many people that need an opportunity to be seen and heard uh you i mean would you have luchadors on here if they spoke enough english i would have i would say definitely uh definitely rs rs is one of these luchadors that's uh making a big splash here i just had uh uh you know three matches with him involved in the match and every match got money thrown in the ring so he has a very unique style. His his whole gimmick is called Strange Style, and uh, you know he brings so much diversity to the table. Man, it's it's unbelievable. He's he's one of the best, most unique workers I've ever been in the ring with. So he might be an interesting choice. Awesome, don't have to look it up. And then last but not least, yeah. my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this podcast: favorite curse word. <laughs> Uh, fuck <laughs> i was like come on man like we already know it's not because it you could just use it in so many different ways and formats it's very uh it's very uh it's very awesome word yeah i was just uh, I, for the longest time like if you go back and listen to like a few of the other episodes you'll see like i'm promoting this one youtube channel that has um it has a their their video is just called the history of the f word and it's like one, it's only like five minutes long, but it's like one of the greatest videos I've ever done. Yeah. I'll have to look that up, dude. I need to know, I need to know the history of the F word, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, Mr. Gringo Loco, I just need you to let me know or let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. 
Oh yeah, so we got the uh, the old Twitter is uh, at Gringo Loco OG. We have Instagram is I am Base God, and the shoot name on Facebook is Charlie Santo. That's where you'll find all my information and upcoming dates. Uh, that's pretty much it, my man. Awesome. Well, with that being said, this is the Three Count Podcast. Now entering the ring, I'm your host Clifford Red Dog Miller, and like I said. I'm the one that leads you on your expeditions. And this is now entering the ring here with Gringo Loco. And you guys know what to do. Tune into the next episode and be there. Or you just wait until the outro and then you listen to the next episode. Peace. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to twitter.com, right? Go over there, find us at the three count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the three count pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to youtube.com, give subscribe, turn the bell on, turn on notifications, leave a comment. We want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast. And in there, you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically, what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also, one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. At prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So. Show us some support, please.